0: Is hard parking brought to you by Wright Honda and Wright Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. As always, I am your host on today's show. This is a special show. We do this every year. This is a Super Bowl prediction show. Now I know this is the non-automotive automotive automotive podcast. This would be the non-automotive part. So if you're new to the show, thank you for coming in. What's special about this episode is I call around and get some celebrity picks. Some of these celebrities you may know who they are. Some of them are very notable in the car world. Some of them might be notable on TV. And then I call Patreons and other people who are just friends of mine who have been pretty loyal to the show. And we get their predictions. As of right now, I am recording this opening before the Super Bowl. It is 1.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Sunday. I am going Rams 33, Bengals 20. 33 to 20. I think it will be sort of a, it'll feel kind of like a close game. But the Rams are going to score late to put the game away. Again, that's Rams 33, Bengals 20. I think what you're going to find is a lot of these picks. Everyone's saying like 30 something, 20 something. It's pretty crazy. So we're going to find out who was right and who was wrong because this is this episode comes out on Monday tomorrow morning. I'm also going to record the closing after the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens. Just a little bit of automotive news for you. All that and more coming up after this word from Four Wheel Online. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about Four Wheel Online. For over a decade, Four Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Their truck products cover everything you need to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so go get outfitted today. So visit them online at Four Wheel Online or call them at 813-769-2451. Again, that's 4 Wheel Online. the number 4 wheel online. So yesterday, my wife and I, we scored some tickets to go to the, the Waste Management Tournament. And we missed the hole-in-one. Everyone was asking, did we see the hole-in-one? We were actually in a suite on the 17th hole. Shout out to Talking Stick Casino for making those tickets, having those tickets available To us, that was pretty awesome. It was a great experience. Let me back up. The Phoenix Open, from what I understand, is a great experience when you're in your 20s and just don't give a fuck. Going around with your boys, your girls, getting drunk, it was great for people watching. We had a parking pass. We rode a bus to get to the entrance, and we walked a long way. And it's funny because we only walked from the main entrance past the 18th hole to the 17th where we finally found the giant bleacher seating section for hole 17. Looked like a giant riverboat. Sort of. But once we got to the location, it was great. I can't imagine walking around that place for hours and hours and hours like a lot of people do. We had some friends in town who did that. They were hanging out with some other friends of theirs. Um, and yeah, I just based on their description, it's like, no thanks. No thanks. I don't go to this thing ever. I will never go back to this thing unless I have some sort of... Uh, Mac Dad credentials or something that allowed me to just sit there and chill. It could like, be a great place to just chill with your boys, even couples. You go as couples and just chill all day. You don't have to stand in the long lines for everything. The only only lines you stand in for drink is if the server is slow coming to your little suite area. But you're still standing in line underneath a covered section because it was hot. It was hot for, for the area. It was like 80-something, which is pretty hot this time of year. But for the golfers, it was beautiful. It was really cool to kind of have that vantage point. But anyway, I haven't talked about this. So I got LASIK. I got LASIK. I got my eyes shot with lasers about three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago. I've been kind of getting through that. It is not what everyone says it is, but results vary per person. And I am going to trust the system. It was, I think I spent 15 minutes in the office total. That is what they said it would be we actually 15 minutes maybe in the surgery room. And then once they got started, eh, you're a couple minutes, a couple minutes. It's been like a minute and a half on, on each eye essentially. Once they get going. uh, Very painful, but you can do it. It's like 30 seconds each eye. But the recovery, I mean, we're talking two weeks. You're supposed to wear these sunglasses to sleep. I wore these giant military goggles that I bought for a photo shoot, and I just happened to have like the – the tinted lens on there which made sleeping a lot easier once you get used to sleeping with these giant goggles on your face and you have to you're putting these these drops in your eyes but here's the thing the vision like i still can't see that good from a distance before i just there was no chance there's no chance i would leave the driveway without contacts or glasses like no chance but now i can do it i can drive anywhere i want but it's still hard to read things that are 50 to 100 200 feet away things i feel like i should be able to read at this point but the surgeon did say it could take a few weeks. It, some people, you know, it takes them a couple of weeks, depending on how much of the vision they get corrected. West Tankersley was saying it took him maybe a couple of weeks to get, to, get back to normal. And I'm going to get there. I'm just going to trust the system. But I have an entire new perspective on life. And there's things that happen that you just kind of like, you don't think about. For instance, ever since I was in ninth grade, I was wearing, so we're talking 1990. I've worn contacts since 1990, the year is 2022. Before that, I wore glasses for two years. And at night, it took a couple weeks for me to just be comfortable. I'm still, I'm still kind of dealing with it, but just be comfortable. Just, I'm tired. It's time to go to bed. Lay down. I don't have to look. Take my contacts out. Look for my glasses, which I would do. Hilarious. I would scan the drawer, scan the counter within inches, and my wife would always laugh at me because like, I can't see. I can't fucking see. I couldn't find my glasses. Sometimes they'd be right in front of me because you have like this this frame in a drawer. With a bunch of other shit, it's hard to pick out your glasses sometimes. But getting used to not having to do that, it's so different. You just lay down and go to sleep. And your eyes start feeling tired, but maybe they're just dry. Like It was never a thought before. Like My contacts had gotten dry before, and you have to scrape them out of your eye, and it freaking hurts sometimes. But then I was talking the other day, I had this, I hit up Wes and said, hey, Wes, I know you've been through this. One of the little things is I've never been able to just take a nap. It feels like you don't want to take a nap when you have contacts because that means you have to take your contacts out. Now, I know some of you are like, oh, I sleep with my contacts all the time, which you're not supposed to do. But if you fall asleep in your contacts, you wake up and your eyes are bloodshot red and they're just shitty. And then that night, sometimes you just literally have to scrape them out of your eye and that freaking hurts. So it's either take your contacts out, take a nap. When you wake up with your glasses on because you're already halfway through the day. Or if you're someone who wears glasses all the time and not contacts, you just take your glasses off. You take a nap. But for someone like me, who's used to wearing contacts all the time and they're only out when I go to sleep, it's been a big change. I still haven't gone and laid down and taken a nap, but I know it could now. It's interesting. Uh, looking, looking forward to having as best a vision as I can have at some point, I'm going to need reading glasses. I don't need them yet. I'm fine. I bought the prescription. He said that I should get, put them on, it's like, uh-uh, took them right back off. I'm glad I did it so far. So we'll just see how it goes. Real quick, real quick car news. Inside EVs has published Toyota patents plans for EV with manual transmission and clutch. And I decided not to dedicate a specific section to that on this episode like I usually do. But I've been talking about electronic vehicles, EVs, if you will, and what can they do to kind of challenge a car enthusiast to enjoy Cause there's a lot of you out there that you have your Teslas and you don't have to be a car person to have a Tesla. You don't, you just have to, I'd argue you'd have to be a lazy person. Who just doesn't want to do anything. Like my wife wants a Tesla. And the reason why she wants a Tesla, is not to save the planet. It's so that she can work and drive at the same time. I said, so you want a car, you want to be on your laptop and on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wanted Tesla. I was like, "Oh, Okay. I mean, those of you with Tesla's, I mean, Eric Pasha has one. He's the only one I know personally that has a Tesla. Well, Eddie Ramos had one. I don't know if he still has one or not. But I don't see either of them doing that, trying to multitask while they're driving. But for those of us who want that visceral feel, and that's I think that's why the Porsche take on. I think it might have something like that in it, maybe, kind of. But I've 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 heard that people drive a a Tesla, and then they drive the Porsche. And they decide to get rid of their Tesla and keep the Porsche. And I think the Porsche is limited on range, but most people live within the city around here. Does it really matter? It's kind of like saying, okay, I want to, I want to get this car and it's got all this horsepower. And Well, my car goes 0 to 60 and 4.8. Well, mine goes to 0 to 60 and 4.6. Oh, well, your shit is slow, bro. Uh, 0.2 seconds, 0 to 60. Where are you going in the city where you're really going to find it out? Where you're really going to be able to really, really, really pull that, right? Because you're talking 0.2 seconds. That's 0.2 seconds. Let me see it again. 0.2 seconds. Is it really that much? Man- Does it matter that much? Quarter mile, da-da-da. And I think with the EVs, it might be kind of the same. This vehicle gets 300 miles. This vehicle gets 280. That 20 miles could make a difference if you're doing like a mini road trip. But if you're just driving around the city, plenty of places to plug in. I don't know if it really matters that much. But anyway, the visceral feel of driving a manual And I've said before, I think I've said on here, if you really want to, if you really want traditional car guys to stop crying about the loss of manual transmissions with the EVs, because you can't replace the motor sound. You can pump the fake noise in there, but people want to have that control. Then drop a manually geared EV into a vehicle. Make us, like make first gear, stop at 20. And if you want to go faster, you switch to second gear, switch to third gear, switch to fourth gear. And that kind of gives us a little semblance of that feel. And then have the have the electronics kind of manipulate the feel of getting to the top of first gear. Because, you know, with a Tesla, you just press the gas and you're gone. Like, you are vapor. You're pew. But have it slowly throttle up electronically. It's like, uh, remember Back to the Future? Marty, the very opening scene, he's in front of the giant speaker, turns the amp way up, and you just hear the microphone hiss get louder and louder and louder. And you know that he's in a world of trouble. And sure enough, he strums the guitar and blows the speaker and flies across the room. But turning up the amp, right? So these EV producers, these EV manufacturers, you can throttle the amount of energy that you get with each gear. And so if you barely touch the gas, you're just getting a little bit. If you floor it, you get a lot. I don't, I don't know what the EVs right now, if it's just all go or no go. I think it's cool that Toyota has patented their plans. Now, again, I think the Taycan might have a manual or something sort of like a manual. I think somebody else might have that. I'm pretty sure everybody's working on it. So whatever they patented, it's not like they've patented the ability to use a manual as an EV, but there must be something within that that they've patented. But what well, it says right here, the Audi e-tron GT and the Porsche Taycan. The only two currently on sale, so here we go, let's start, start at this over, okay? Several automakers experimented with equipping electric vehicles with multi-gear transmissions, which I think is different than having to like physically shift. But virtually none actually made it to production. The only two currently on sale are the Porsche Taycan, or Taycan, I don't know how to say it, an Audi e-tron GT. But it looks like Toyota is also exploring the possibility, as was revealed by patents filed by the automaker. It looks like Toyota wants to, and this is from Andre Nadalia of Inside EVs. It looks like Toyota wants to implement a solution to us that doesn't seem too dissimilar to what you get when you convert an ICE vehicle to electric. Oh, internal combustion. Is that what ICE means? Internal combustion, Whenever the E is, vehicle to electric. But you keep the gearbox. Usually these EVs conversions are just left in a single gear, third or fourth, depending on the motor specification and maximum RPMs. RPMs is how fast you know the motor's spinning. So you don't have to use the clutch because you don't actually have to shift. So when I read that, I think about it like this. I think of the paddle shifters that almost everybody has in their vehicles. You can move your vehicle to full auto or you can just give us manual, right? Manual is full flicking the paddle shifters. I think it's like that, but you actually have a a gear shift stalk like you would in a manual transmission. That's what I'm imagining. You're taking it from the steering wheel and putting it down to the driver. I think it'd be pretty cool. Let's get to the Super Bowl picks. Again, this is a special edition. We do it every year. I was able to grab a few people you know, a few people you don't, and I missed out on a few. So if you missed out on this, I apologize. Answer your phone. Super Bowl prediction is special because co-star of Chick Cars and Chick Drinks episode, Alex, is sitting in front of me in studio. In studio. In studio, and he brought me like a good guest would. No shame to those, those of you who have been by before and have not brought me anything. But uh, shimaut, Shimautu, how would you pronounce this Japanese spirit? Let me see it. Sh- Shimaota? Shimaota. Ryukyu Whiskey. A listener had sent me a link. There's a lot of Japanese whiskey that's actually not Japanese. I don't feel like looking it up right now. Imported by Serenti Import, Stanford, Connecticut. Is that what it says? That's just imported, though. Oh. So imported suggests that it's not from here. But we're going to open this up. We're going to have some. Uh, but while I open this up, you want to tell me who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl and what's the score going to be? Hmm. See, this is a tough one for me because... It's got a good nose to it. Does it?
1: I hated on Stafford the entire time he was in Detroit because I felt like he was inconsistent and he couldn't close, you know, like they were constantly blowing it in the fourth quarter. And I, I blamed a lot of that on him, but I also kind of want to see him do well, you know, too oddly, like when he left the lions, I was like, fuck that guy. But then I was like, he's going to do terrible. Like I, I was shitting all over him, you know, like I did when he was at the lions, but then When he got to LA and he actually started doing good, I was like, "Sweet, good for him!" You know, like this is killer. Like he's he's actually performing like everybody said he could. You know, so he was just on a shitty team, and he had a couple choke moments in LA, but overall turned it out. Now he's going to the Super Bowl. So, on one hand, I want to see him do well and and get a Super Bowl for himself because he suffered like we all have with the Lions for a really long time. Facts, but then it's also cool that Cincy is in. For the first time since the '80s, that's not an answer. It's an analysis. It is an analysis. Yeah. Look, I just want both teams to have fun.
0: So you have the Rams. What's the score? That was you taking a sniff off of the uh, the Glen glass that you have in your hand with this. It smells good.
1: It does. It smells really good. I haven't tasted it yet, but it smells delicious.
0: I haven't tasted it. Go ahead. Go ahead and take your drag. And usually it's the second one with these cups these type of glasses oh wow it's got an interesting taste weirdly it's i'm getting kind of a uh and it's not the intention but i'm i'm getting kind of an earthy almost mushroomy taste and it could what be it, the oak
1: yeah what is that there's it's like something right at the front this is white oak
0: virgin virgin cask
1: there is something right at the front of it that does almost feel a little mushroomy to me
0: okay like, so it's not just saying? me yeah
1: no That's weird. It's really, really earthy, but it's just like a quick hit, and then it goes away. And then you just have like the typical whiskey smooth burn a little bit. Yeah. It's It's good,
0: man. Thank you. Thank you for this. I think the
1: Rams are going to put up 31. Jesus
0: Christ. And what about Cincy? Cincy's going to put up 13. Okay. 31 to 13. Are we talking late touchdown, or it's just... Late touchdown by the Rams to kind of put it away, extend it to three scores. So I think, I think the Rams will be
1: consistent throughout the game. They'll put up decent points in each quarter. I think
0: since he's going to put up points quick and then fall off, which we've seen that pattern in the playoffs, Yeah, one team marches down and scores or scores two or three times, you're like, this is over. But then it isn't. Right. Okay. That's sound analysis. So we have, uh, Alex, you have uh, the Rams in sort of a blowout, in a sense.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a blowout, right? Uh, More uh, yeah. than
0: double the score. Yeah, it's a, it's a blowout. So we'll find out. Thanks for the drink. We're gonna continue drinking this on the phone. Cody Walker, Cody, please tell me. First off, do you know who's in this Super Bowl? And if you do, who's gonna win? What's the score?
2: Yeah, we've got uh, the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: You've done um, your homework, you, yes.
2: You know what? <laughs> you know, I always catch. Uh, I always catch the last uh, the last few weeks of the season. Sure. So weekend leading into the uh, NFC AFC championship games, caught all of that. I gotta say, you know, it's super exciting. I'm really excited for Cincinnati uh Bengals haven't been, you know, in this position since the year I was born, man, 88, and I'm 33 years old. So, um I'm excited for them. Most importantly, I think we all want a great game. Those championship games last weekend came down to the wire. That was so fun to watch. It was. Um last couple weekends was, yeah. was super exciting. Great football to watch. But uh you know, I'm gonna have to go with the Rams on this. <laughs> I was
0: one. waiting for the butt. I'm like, where is it? My mouth hit. I was yeah. like, but yeah.
2: Buh. I, I, you know, I'm not gonna be upset though.
0: Sure. Um, yeah. I,
2: I'm not what you'd consider a a Rams fan either. I, I just I grew up in L.A. Um, but for me to say, oh, I'm all I'm a oh, Rams fan, always have been, would obviously would be ridiculous because L.A. L.A. has got two teams for everything. So I can understand why people also hate L.A.
0: You know what? You're right. Yeah. And yep. then even on the streets they have two teams, the Bloods and the Crips. Yeah.
2: yeah we got we got it. We got it all. So
0: So uh, rams. Yeah, rams. Yeah, rams. Yeah. You have a score or no?
2: Ooh. Well, that's just like I'll throw something out. Um,
0: None of us really know. We don't really know anything.
2: I want a high scoring game. Me too. I mean, that's fun. So 28-31 Rams.
0: That sounds exciting. That's more exciting. I'm, I'm thinking uh, thirty-four to twenty or something. Rams. So, all right, we'll see. Either
2: way, we've got a game to watch.
0: All right, it's locked. No LG. I came up to the hotel room for you, bro. I stopped all <laughs> my partying and my action. And came up to the hotel room for you, bro, just to, like, uh, let me talk to this guy. What's up, That's what makes you special. So, we do this every year. Who do you have in the Super Bowl? Oh, crap.
2: The Rams, bro. I got to go with the Rams. Even though they're not my team, man, I'm with the Raiders, but I'm going to go with the Rams just
0: because it's L.A., so I'm going to go with the Rams. You got a score for us?
2: Oh, man, I don't have a score, bro. I just think the Rams are going to win straight up. It's probably going to be... Because it's going to be a tough game. It's probably going to be a field goal is what I'm
0: thinking. Anything to promote before you get back to partying? Yeah. Check out uh, my
2: new movie called War of the Worlds. An and alliation. I can't even say the dang word.
0: But uh, that's my new joint right now <laughs> on b TV. My other TV show, Ghetto Busters in the House. Ghetto Busters uh, in the House. Check that out. And keep up with me on the Instagram all times. Actor Noel G. My man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, man. Go Rams. All right, player. Much love. Reggie freaking Watkins. Who do, you have his, who, do, who do you have for the Super Bowl?
2: Um, I have the Rams whooping the hell out of the damn Bengals. This this ain't even gonna be close. This does
0: not be close. Give me a score.
2: I'll say thirty-three to seventeen.
0: Damn, dude! Like honestly, my my shit is like thirty-four to twenty, and I think <laughs> and I think that. The Bengals are gonna get two touchdowns and two field goals, or a bunch of field goals and a touchdown, and two point conversion. I just feel it. So damn, we're we're close. So we'll find out, and then we'll talk to you uh, next time, and we'll we'll have a little more time.
2: Yeah, let's see how let's see how it pans out. But uh, yeah, man, I think, I think it's gonna be a blowout. I I, I mean, I, I believe I, I like Joe Burrow, but he ain't he ain't magic. He's still just a man. <laughs> so,
0: he got to pay so, his dues.
2: Exactly. All right. I appreciate you.
0: Peter Freakin' Cunningham, who do you have in the Super Bowl? Got to go with the Packers by seven. Packers by seven. I think you picked the Packers last year, too, so good job on that. Well, you know, one of these times. Congratulations on real-time racing returning to GT World Challenge also. Hey, thanks. We were pleased to announce it today. Okay, maybe the Rams. I'll, I'll switch it if it's not too late. No, it's never too late for you. Rams it is. Do you have a score? Rams over the Packers? What's the score? Uh, 31 to 28. What the? Everyone's picking 30-something to 20-something. Good. All right. Yellow. Mr. Eversley. Yep. Who's going to win this Super Bowl? What's the score? It's going to be the Rams. By three, I'm going 24-27, Rams. That's like that safe-ass analyst pick.
2: Don't start with me. I'm doing you
0: the favor. You are, man. I, I like losing streaks. <laughs> hey, hey, do me a favor. Yeah, buddy. All right. Tell Acura I apologize. I couldn't drive for them. You are a good uh-huh. second pick, and uh-huh. I will try to get back to him next year.
2: Okay, and just to re- – your name is Rick. Is that right? I want to make sure I get this Steve. Steve. Steve J, but it's spelled – with an AE. I got it now. That's right. Now. Thank you. I okay. appreciate yeah. it. I'll, yeah. I'll cash
0: right. app you. Le- least I can do.
2: Later. See you.
1: <laughs> What's happening, Jay?
0: Mr. Stolman, patron number one. What, number 00001. That's how I like to start my checks off, too. <laughs> Happy belated birthday. Thank you. I appreciate that. What do you uh, What do you have for the Super Bowl? Who do you have for the Super Bowl? Yeah, so
2: I know nothing about football. So uh, let me introduce. My middle son, Walker. Walker, can you say hi to Jay?
0: Hello. Hello, Walker. So, Walker, are you going to – well, who do you have for the Super Bowl? You sound like a very educated young man.
2: I really like the Chiefs, and whoever beats my Chiefs and they go to the Super Bowl, I bet they're going to. So, who beat the Chiefs? The Bengals. The Bengals beat the Chiefs? So, I think the Bengals are going to win.
0: Bengals over the Rams. You heard it here first. You were the first person to pick the Bengals because you, Walker, are a trend setter. Never forget that. That's right, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a score for us or or no? Bengals, 31. Rams,
2: 21.
0: Everybody is saying 30-something to 20-something. I think it has to do with math, you know? Like, you only have so many options, right? It'll be like 13 to 12. <laughs> Yeah. All right, man. I got to skedaddle. Thanks, Walk.
2: You're welcome. Hello.
0: Catherine Cox, who do you have winning the Super Bowl and what is the score?
2: Uh, oh, I have to have this whole score. Okay, well, Bengals, because, you know, you're the tiger, so they've got to win. And uh don't know the score, but
0: I say they beat them by like 11. So you're giving Bengals plus 11. Yep. All right. We'll see. It's me. Wish me luck. (laughs) I'm wishing. Hey, Jay, what's up? Not much, buddy. How you doing? Not too bad. Do you know who's playing in the Super Bowl?
2: Uh, L.A. and... uh, Oh, for crying out loud.
0: It's Good enough. Who's going to win and what score? This is my annual (laughs) Super Bowl prediction call.
2: Annual Super Bowl prediction. Well, let's see here. I think I'll go with the... uh, Go with LA because that's the team I know, and uh, got no no Brady this year, so maybe uh, maybe lower scoring, maybe uh, thirty two to ten.
0: Thirty two to ten, that's what I call a blog. All right, we'll find out. <laughs> Eddie Ramos at the Science Center with one of the offspring. Who do you have in the Super Bowl? Uh, who's playing? You got the Rams <laughs> and the Bengals. Uh, I'll go for the Rams. My man, bye. Bye, right. bye, Mr. Drew Bunkley, show sponsor of Fountain Hills Motorsports, latest newest patron. Thank you so much for that. But like, who's gonna win the Super Bowl? What do you got?
2: <laughs> Listen, I got uh, I got L.A. on the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I, I got a score for us. Yeah. Like no one's picking Cincinnati so far. Everyone's on the L.A. tip. Well, you
2: know, yeah, I think L.A. has got a great team. You know, they their rivals to the Cardinals new quarterback
0: from Detroit, you know, he just needed his day to shine. So yeah, I'm definitely going with the uh the Rams. You have a score? Uh 33 to 27. What the hell? Everybody's on the 30 something <laughs> It's crazy. All right, we'll find out. We'll All right, find out buddy. Monday if you're right.
2: <laughs> Sounds good.
0: Wes Tankersley, my co-host of One Drink Wednesday, partner in crime in the podcast world. Who do you have for the Super Bowl?
2: I'm going with the Bungles, man. They played uh, They played a couple times in the 80s when I was a little kid, and they lost the 49ers. I want to see them win one.
0: Not a lot of people going for them. What score do you have?
2: Score, score, score. Let's say, uh, ooh, that's a tough one, 14 to 21.
0: So they're going to win reason. 21-14. So all people are going to do is score touchdowns, no field goals.
2: That's it. No field goals. We don't need them. They're going to miss them.
0: Chances are you're right. All right, good. We'll lock it in. We'll see what happens. All right, man. Well, what a game. The Super Bowl concluded earlier this evening, and I was off a little bit. But, you know, if – well, first off, 23-20, to the Rams – Matthew Stafford and the Rams won the Super Bowl. Cooper Cup, who led the league in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Super Bowl MVP. That's pretty cool. A lot of the picks were pretty close. Everyone was saying 30-something to something. I was one of those. You know, if Joe Burrow, you know how he did that super crazy pass attempt on the last play, essentially, that they had where he got sacked and he did this Jimmy Garoppolo-style throw. That is the same throw that Jimmy Garoppolo was killed for, a quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. People were killing him for making that throw. And that ended Joe Burrow's afternoon, and that ended the Bengals' chances of winning the Super Bowl. So hats off to the Los Angeles Rams, the trade for Matthew Stafford, and sending their quarterback Jerry Goff to Detroit. Ended up paying off. Ryan Eversley said 27-24. I think he had the closest score by prediction. All the Rams had to do was a pick six. They had to intercept that last shitty pass by Joe Burrow, and it's a 30-23 to game. And I'm looking pretty damn good with my, I think on social media I said 33-20, to but I think on this podcast I said 34-20. to That was a couple touchdowns off. Crazy game, though. Uh sincerest apologies to friend and Patreon Bo Jung. Bo, I did not the weekend got away from me. I did not get an opportunity to call you and get in your Super Bowl prediction. In fact, as I was editing the podcast late at night, I was like, shit, forgot to call Bo and get his prediction. Yeah, I don't know if you follow football. It doesn't matter. As far as the celebrity guests, you know, always gotta think Noel G. You know, Cody Walker is a fantastic person. Thank you guys for taking my call. Mr. Reggie Watkins. I met Reggie, debating him during the last dance on my friend Victor's. We did a Zoom, we did a bunch of Zoom calls, and we would debate the whole last dance series back in 2020. And ran into him at Barry Jackson. We exchanged phone numbers, and I'm gonna have him back on the show. He's a man of many things, but it's pretty cool. And I didn't realize this. And it's always funny when you you know you're, you're friends with somebody, but you don't really like research. Like I don't research my friends. But I forgot how this came up, but Reggie, for those of you who play Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, he is Sergeant Lawrence Sims, and it looks just like him in the game, except for the dude in the game has this giant nose. Reggie, you know, Reggie don't look like that. But he's also on the Netflix series Bosch. He's a recurring character. He's one of the detectives. I was like, shit, that's the Reggie that I was sitting there debating with? That's the Reggie that joined us on One Drink Wednesday? That's the Reggie that's going to come back on this show and talk about a lot more things. He's into a lot of things. So that's really cool. So shout out to Reggie Watkins for uh, taking the time, even though he was on his way to an appointment. We were still able to connect on that phone call. Thank you all the Patreons for uh, believing in me this last weekend. Like I said earlier, you know, the, apparently there was another hole in one at the waste management open, but watching all the videos, man, watching all the videos, people just like that, that first hole-in-one, because apparently there was a second one, that first hole-in-one by Ryder on Saturday, like, beer was flying everywhere. There was Coors Light, Bud Light, everywhere. I would have been pissed that I got wet. Glad I wasn't sitting there. That's, that would have sucked. It's, it's cool, but it sucked, and it's kind of mind-boggling, too. Like, go back and watch that video. Look at all those cans of beer get thrown onto the course in celebration of a hole-in-one. That had to have taken them 5, 10, 15 minutes to clean that shit up. And then everyone in the stands just soaked in beer. Like, how do you explain that to the police officer if you get pulled over? Uh, you smell like beer, sir. Yeah. Uh, you know the hole in one? Yeah, I was sitting there. How much you had to drink? And they, that's just that's just a bad situation, potentially. The M6 we talked about in the last episode with Drew Bunkley of Fountain Hills Motorsports. I should be wrapping up that video this week. So be looking for it. I want to try to have it done by Monday or, well, I'm going to try to have it done by Tuesday. So be looking for that, please. Want to thank, as always, Right Hunt and Right Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona, Four Wheel Online, Cell Shop, Wireless Services, Fountain Hills Motorsports, and Patreon business, of Korea Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida. Also, special thanks to all the Patreons that I had called, and for those that I forgot. Oh, God damn it, I forgot to call Byron, too. Mark Stoneman, Catherine Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bo Jung, and Alex Gamina. Fuck. It's been a long weekend. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at jfinning J-H-A-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-N-G. Uh, name is in the show description in case I said that too fast. Or J-Travels, J-H-A-E underscore travels. Join the Hard Parking Violations Facebook group. Follow me on YouTube, please. YouTube.com Hard Parking Podcast. If you're in a position to help the podcast upgrade, join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month and get access to bonus audio as well as show swag alex was in studio there's also bonus there's bonus from alex being in studio and bonus with cody walker from this episode it will be uploaded shortly here after this airs you can only get to them if you're a patreon i can't grow that you telling the world how great the show is let's do this let's grow the thing together which means tell a friend about the show and i will talk to you all next week